Hello and a warm welcome to the Maven People Change Podcast. This is the place to find thoughtful and heartfelt conversations about leadership and organisation development. Each episode is created with our listeners in mind, so if you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, please do get in touch with us. Maven are thought leaders in the area of leadership and organisation development and have a wealth of experience in this area. We have a thriving community and we offer regular free events. You can find out more details via our website, maven.co.uk. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please do leave us a review on your favourite platform to help us grow our audience. Thanks so much for being here and we hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast mini-series, YOD. As organisation development is not something most people have heard of, I certainly hadn't before I joined Maven around two years ago, I'm really interested in hearing how people found themselves working in this world we call OD. In asking our six Maven consultants this very question, I found their responses really interesting and really varied. In fact, I found it brought a little bit of what makes each of them so unique and special to the fore. So these short 10 to 15 minute podcasts are a quick way to get to know the varied paths and personalities of our wonderful consultants. In this first episode, I'm talking to our founding director, Martin Saville. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so hi, um, Martin Saville. Hello. Martin, do you want to introduce yourself a bit as to, as to who you are, like your background? Sure. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Martin Saville. I'm managing director of Mayavin, and I therefore split my time between doing my kind of leadership role in Mayavin and uh, being an OD practitioner. And my background is uh, many and varied, as I think lots of OD people are. Uh, have this uh, this sense of um, having done lots of things first. So I started my career in the world of opera, having done a degree in classics, um, ran opera companies for a number of years uh, before getting uh, recruited to London Business School, uh, where I did an MBA. And uh, it was that world that then got me interested in organisational life and uh, from there to od um so that's that's my background and yeah so I'm, I'm interested to know because i think a lot of people haven't heard of organizational or organization development um and so it is quite interesting hearing people's roots or journeys into it sort of how they discovered it and then why they chose it um so i'd love to hear yeah how how you discovered this thing that we call od yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so one of the things that people often say who who do this kind of work is that that they were doing OD long before they knew it was a thing. And that's, that's certainly been my experience. So uh, I think in many ways I've been doing it ever since I started working in, in the world of opera. Uh, when I think of what people appreciated me for, um, uh, yes, I was good at producing rehearsal schedules and um, managing the mechanics of, 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 of an opera company, which is what, what my job was. But, but actually what they appreciated was that there was something about how I was doing it that meant that uh, people who uh, had strong views, uh, often opposing views, um, differing needs, 
somehow I was able to negotiate between those um, for the good of the, uh, the the production we were trying to achieve. So I think that's what people really valued. And when I look back at some of the other jobs I've done, and again, that's what I've been been valued for. Um, I mean, when, when I discovered it was a thing, uh, it was while I was at London Business School during my MBA. And one of the professors there, uh, Richard Jolly, uh, who subsequently became a, a friend and a mentor, he, he sort of tapped me on the shoulder one day. He was the guy that was running the change management elective. And he, he said, there's something about the way you write about change that is is really interesting. And, and what he actually said was, um, I, I think you really benefit and enjoy doing some training in psychotherapy and counselling. He said, I, I've, I've done that. He said, but don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> uh, and in fact, he said, a, a number of us business school academics have done that because uh, it gives an insight into the, the, the people side that a kind of traditional business school uh, isn't so interested in. Uh, and he said, you, you seem interested in that. Yeah. And, and, and it was like some kind of um, light bulb, penny dropping type moment that that conversation because my mother and stepfather are both psychotherapists so I mean it's like duh of course <laughs> uh, I was going to have that particular orientation that's the air I breathed in I had the classics background uh, an arts background uh, and those kind of ways of you know the, the ways of looking at, at the, the world the human condition relationships that, that that those kinds of subjects are interested in was of course hugely informing uh, how I was approaching my business school training which traditionally has quite a different outlook so so I went and did the training um, and I had a wonderful year at Regents College um, and was trying to work out then what to do next and in that process of really actively looking I, I discovered that there were places that were interested in working in, with organizations and in organizational life but but with a kind of a mindset that uh, and and a set of values that uh, fitted all that stuff I was just talking about you know in terms of my background and um, that thing was called OD uh, I discovered organization development and um, so then I had something that I could grab hold of and develop myself further in and train further in and learn about and and that's how I got into it nice um, so that's quite almost that's quite a good summary in my mind of what OD is because you know you've got the MBA and then the psychotherapy training it's almost the combination of the two isn't it understanding people and how people work and understanding how businesses want to run or should run and, and combining the two I guess so yeah cool. yeah I mean I, I think that's right and and often when I'm introducing myself that that's that's what I'll talk about um okay. I mean you know th these things are very personal so you know there's a notion in in OD uh called the use of self it doesn't just belong to OD but use of self use of self as an instrument I've, I've written about it and podcasted about it before um, but it's this idea that that you know who we are as a practitioner well yeah that's indivisible from the, the practice of the work and and it's a notion that it's very alive in in any of the kind of helping professions where relationships are what matters so so you know teaching or, or social work or medicine or you know, you know any anything where the relationship matters who you are shows up um you, you know so another way of of answering your question you know what got me into od is 
I mentioned my mother and stepfather being psychotherapists. Um, uh, my my father uh, is in business and is is a lawyer, and and um, so in many ways, when I talk to my father about what I do, he, he he's interested in the business side of things, and when I talk to my my stepfather about what I do, uh, he's interested in the the sort of uh, the therapeutic relational side of things. Um, and so you know, surprise surprise, I, I somehow found a way to do a job that brought together two two worldviews from two very important people in my life who I love very much and who've been in my life for for uh, an awful long time in in a single career so you know of, of course that's this is what I would end up doing is my <laughs> way of looking at it now there's a lovely story that you told um us internally at Maven recently uh, an away day um I don't know if you wouldn't mind sharing it here um because it this is a Rolex story yeah, you're the, you just mentioned your father and your stepfather, and I thought it was a lovely story, so if you don't mind sharing. Sure, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so uh, something that we will often do with groups, and I think when when you heard this story, we were doing it in, inside Maven, but we'll often do this with client groups, is we'll, we'll say to people early on, uh, as a way of uh, inviting them to say a little bit more about who they are beyond what I sometimes call name, rank, and serial number, just to find an object on their person and uh, do a little show and tell and say a little bit about why it's important to them or why it matters to them or what it says more about them than what you might otherwise know. And the reason we do that is because we believe that it's the connection and the relationship and the the kind of space that you you can create that's psychologically safe that enables good work to be done. So when I told this story... Um, we we were doing this activity in Maven, and I, I happened to have my watch on. Um, in fact, I say I happen to have it. It's the, it's the only watch I really have, um, and I wear it all the time. And it's a a, a lovely, genuine Rolex watch. And and the reason I, I chose this item is that this watch was actually a, a watch that was provided by an insurance company after it, its predecessor got stolen. But its predecessor was uh, a a Rolex watch that had belonged to my father and the watch had broken down. And when I was very little, uh, my father let me have this watch because uh, it didn't work. Uh, and so as a small boy, I kept this watch. And when many years later I was in my teens, I looked at it and thought, goodness, you know, this is a Rolex. Uh, so I took the Rolex to the local high street jewellers and they got it going, kind of, and and I wore this watch with 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 pride, uh, even though it didn't really tell the time terribly well. And then I, I guess I was in my mid twenties, and by then I, I wasn't wearing the watch anymore, but it was just lived in a box uh, at my uh, my mother and stepfather's house, and the watch was stolen in a burglary. So the insurers, who who were obviously very good, when I you know li- listed out what I'd lost, I you know wrote down that I'd, I'd lost a Rolex watch. Um, that kind of worked and they said well it's a new for old policy we'll, we'll give you another one um but in order for that to happen my father and my stepfather worked very closely together to demonstrate the kind of watch it was and, and to, to prove to the loss adjuster that it was indeed a genuine rolex watch and all of that kind of thing uh, and so when i was presented with this uh you know with with some fanfare um it was a present from both of them and that for me was is something that I, I find very moving. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I talked earlier about how 
in the opera company, for example, I was valued because I, I helped people from, if you like, the different tribes work well together. And I think one of the reasons that I'm good at that is because as a boy growing up with, you know, between these two families, uh, you know, divorced parents, you know, not an unusual story, uh, of, of course, but, but, um, for, for, for every person to whom it happens, it's, it's a very significant thing. And what I noticed uh, as, as, a, as a boy growing up was, you know, I had these two families that I cared about deeply, I loved very much, that loved me, who saw the world so differently. I think that that, that was what gave me the, I call it a skill, but it's more about who I am. It's deeper than a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, something about how I am that makes that possible. Of course, you know, when we talk about self as instrument, this is something that I I, I think about because it was only many years later doing my own personal work that I realized how um how 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 important that was for me and that that's what I was doing. And and uh, of course, you know, there's a way in which it's a gift. It's my 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 gift, you know, and, and as so often happens with people, you know, our gifts come from our, our wounds. Um, but there's also a way in which until I started really paying attention to it, it, it was it was something that at, at times was slightly cons- compulsive almost. You know, I was compulsive about trying to bring people who didn't see the world the same way together. And, and of course, you know, I had to stop stop putting myself in that position because uh, that wasn't always helpful for anyone. Um, so so that's the Rolex watch story. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. So I guess one last sort of question. How do you see OD and, and what does it mean to you? Yeah. Um, well, at Maven, we sometimes use the expression making the world a place for people that want to make the world a better place. Um, and it's, it's a little bit of a kind of a, a, a North Star when we think about what are we about as a business? It's one of the things that we think about. And when I think about that question, you know, what, what, what does OD mean to me? That's really what it's about. That's what, what I'm in it for. It's to make a difference, um, make a difference in terms of uh, the kind of impact we have directly on our clients, on 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 their ability in in a world that is, let's face it, in, incredibly troubled, incredibly pressured, incredibly anxious, making um, their, their their ability in that kind of context to um, to do some good and um, and and also equally to be part of of building and fostering and nurturing you know, an organization in terms of Maven that is also working from those those values and um of course you know we don't always get it 100 percent right how how can you but for me that's that's ultimately what it's all about yeah is there anything else you'd like to add or no thank you it's it's been an enjoyable conversation and uh look forward to hearing uh hearing it and uh and other others to see whether what i said made any sense at all <laughs> okay thanks martin thanks Thank you so much for listening to us today and we hope to see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.